Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. I am Jordan Wonders and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge and I guess in this society being a male and a chunk makes me worthy of your time. And I'm Carter and I am Bick Pentameter, your guest hunk. Oh, <laughs> very nice. You think of that one? We've seen a lot of modern Romeo and Juliet's, right? Okay, okay. Like that's been done. Yeah, to there's death. a million. Like way to go for these directors to go grab a random one that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. Yeah. If you're giving me a modern Hamlet, who's your Hamlet? Okay. Tom Hiddleston. Ooh. Yeah, because it's going to have to be somebody with layers, right? Yeah, and he can do yeah. Regal. Like it can't be Vin Diesel. He can do Tortured and Regal. Well, if it's layers, we've got to get Mike Myers. Like full mocap. Yep. And just of the onions. have Shrek. Because of the onions. What if it's a live action movie, but just the, the title character is, is played by a CG Shrek? I really think it's time for DreamWorks to start branching out and just put Shrek in other movies. You know what I mean? Like he, that character, like has, he's the new Stan Lee cameo. Ex- well, he's like Andy Serkis. You know what I mean? Like we can, we can just Shrek can be in any movie. Yeah, just in a costume. Like Shrek is more than a character; he's an actor. Yeah, and and really, he's a character actor. He is. He can get inside the heads. You yeah. know what I mean? He's so, really great at that. That's what I'm saying. Like a like a Marvel Cinematic Universe Fantastic Four with Shrek playing the Human Torch. Well, he's or been like, he's been pigeonholed for so long. He has in that gross yeah. kind of like Nacho Libre two. Shrek is the lead. Oh man, right? That's so good. Let me hit you with this. Something's probably going to happen to Captain America at some point soon. Shrek, yeah. They bring Shrek. him back. Just put Shrek in there. Give Chris Evans a break for once. We already have Groot and Rocket, and they're completely CG. Let's just have a CG Shrek in that movie. It's not like he can't do it. He's got the chops. Well, yeah, He's- and I, I would. I think Shrek and Captain America probably have very similar on-screen like knockouts, like TKOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he goes ham. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I don't know how if many dragons seen- has Captain America beat? Zero. That's Shrek's my be- thing. Shrek's yeah. beat one. And like, can't even find one. You put you put Shrek in the gym for. 20, 30 minutes. And I think he's coming out of there pretty shredded. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get shredded. Yeah, shredded. pretty shredded. I was avoiding it, but it, thank you for going there. I do foresee it getting messy, though, because when the Academy Awards roll around and he's three of the five nominations for Best Actor, yeah, people are going to get yeah. frustrated. People are going to, you know, I mean, we've we've got, got already got one Meryl Streep. You know? But yeah. is there, okay, that's a great that's a great point. Is there any reason to deprive the world of what could be a really great time for art just because we're afraid that Shrek's going to get too much recognition? Too much shrek ignition. I was, again, avoiding it, but thank you for going there. No, I mean, I think it's our, it's our responsibility as a movie going public to demand excellence and to demand Shrek-excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going to make our Shrek's it from this opening. Uh, we really Shrek'd this one. 
If you're still listening, you shouldn't Shrek-spect this for every week. <laughs> Shrek-shrek, like double Shrek. <laughs> if you Shrek-shrek-shrek, Shrek-shrek-shrek-shrek-shrek-shrek-shrek. <laughs> Shrek yourself before you Shrek yourself. <laughs> T-Shrek. Smaller arms, same Shrek. <laughs> same Shrek. T Shreks. That's the that's the tag. Smaller same arms. Shrek. Smaller arms. It's T-Shrek. just as much of the Shrek you know. Dreamworks for in his arms. Jurassic World three. <laughs> Jurassic World T Shreks. T Shreks. Uh, same Shrek. Small arms. With all this talk about Shrek, let's get right down to business and talk about this movie the modern retelling of the taming of the shrek thanks guys that was it that's my last sentence i'm gonna say on this podcast it's over you guys talk about this movie without me i knew when you asked to transition that you had one more shrek joke and you know what there may be more who knows I'm laughing i mean i loved it who knows I knew. silliness aside because funny's not what we do let's get real <laughs> It's time to talk about this movie, which of course we all know the name of. It is 10 Things I Hate About You. Doge, let's get poppin' with a synopin'. (laughs) (laughs) This movie tells the story of sisters, and I thought they were twins for a minute, but they're not. Uh, It's Bianca and Kat, and Kat is two years older than Bianca. Kat's a senior, Bianca's a sophomore. Mm -hmm. Um, And Bianca desperately wants to date Joey who's a, a model. He's kind of a, a tool. As, as, your, as your wife pointed out, he is Ethan. he's not, but he looks exactly like Ethan Kraft from Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Like 100% yeah. looks the exact he same. He super does. Yeah. Um, so she wants to get a piece of that Kraft single. Um, <laughs> and she is actually not allowed to date unless her older sister dates. Sure. And so she tricks her French tutor. Played by a young and beautiful Joe Golev. And and speaking of jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'd like to say that I Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, I do. She tricks her French tutor into essentially uh, finding a date for her sister Kat. Um, and she does this by by trying to convince him that she wants to date him. Um, basically, this plot is really classic Shakespeare in terms of just like it's a kind of a revolving door of characters interacting with each other and a big, huge web that ultimately the end kind of straightens out into a straight line. Wonderful pace. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, uh, Bianca convinces her French tutor to find a date for her sister, Cat, uh, so that she can go out on a date with Joey. But this whole time, she's convincing Cameron that she wants to go on a date with him. Um, so Cameron and his friend Bernard the Elf from the Santa Claus, mm. <laughs> uh, they pay Heath Ledger. Uh, his character's name is Patrick, and he is Australian. And he's gorgeous in this That's movie. That's true. Very much. That's uh, true. They pay him to take Cat on dates. He actually ends up falling in love with Cat. Natch. Beautiful. Um, and then, so with her, essentially her plan working out, her sister has a date. Now Bianca is free to date Joey. She finds out that Cat and Joey used to be involved and that Joey is just really kind of a tool, which I think surprised no one watching yeah, this movie. Yeah, took her long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at that point, she says... Forget Joey. I'm into Cameron, my sweet, beautiful, young Jogo Lev French tutor. Um, and then we kind of have our two main pairs and the movie ends. Yep. Love. Yeah. That's a really long and convoluted synopsis for a movie that ultimately feels 
so easy to watch and easy to intuitively understand. And it is yeah, just yeah. so Shakespeare. And yeah. there was no other way to do that synopsis. And I remember too, like, yes, I have grabbed the spark notes for Shakespeare plays before, either sure. because there was another movie, because this is a theme in cinema. Sure. Like yeah. his stuff is timeless. Yeah. You just tweak it a little bit and you're going to make millions of dollars. Somehow. For real. For real. But even spark notes <laughs> versions of Shakespearean just plays. Beefy. You might as well just read the whole play. Yeah, yeah for real. Like, well, it's really me, hard. The show's not very long either. It's not. Um, but all, all of that to say, I think it's time we start talking about the beginning of this movie. Yeah, Let's yeah. It. Let's do it. We meet a lot of characters very quickly, and, yeah. and something that I noticed that I didn't know going in. Again, this was this was Doge and I's first time to watch this movie. Oh wow! Okay, I've never yeah. seen this before. And yeah, I didn't Doge. know what it was. This was maybe four or five for me. Okay, Some, because it has that that I've. I mean, we'll oh, get yeah. to it, but it has that level of rewatchability. It does. It's yes. a lot of fun. And something that I didn't know going in, it, but I think I figured out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is a satire of like. High school, like high school yes, movies. yeah. Like coming in and Michael grabbing Cameron and going, "Oh, these are the jocks. These are the cowboys. Yeah. These are the future NBAs. These are the." This is something that we have seen parodied down mean, the line. I, I thought yeah. Mean Girls so yeah. much in this movie, yeah. Except yeah. this Mean Girls was more about like Lindsay Lohan's relationship to Rachel McAdams, right? And like that fight than it was about like romance. Sure, you know. But but this felt it 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 didn't take me very long to go. Oh, it's yeah. kind of ironic. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Which that in itself is very Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I, w- another thing that happens right from the beginning outside of the incredible font that yes. they're using, oh my that is so fun and yes. so nineties, there's not much of a more deliciously nineties soundtrack. Yeah. For real. Than Dude, this movie. This soundtrack was gold. And it's real. chock full. I mean, I think there were 20 tracks Yeah, and I, it, it did not feel over the top. Mm-mm. It felt like it went with the mood of, of every scene. And it was fun. Exactly. And our introduction to Kat, um, as she's Perfect. pulling up in her clunker of a big old, what song, what song is it? Um, playing again, the, Oh, I think I wrote that down. Did you really? Yeah. Good. Is it not Blitzkrieg Bop? No. No, I don't think Why so. I think it was that. It goes from, oh, the reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why I thought Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah, because it's, it's like pretty the much the same, same song. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I would agree. I think that is, it sets the tone because she pulls up next to, quote unquote, a car full of typical girls. Right. Yeah. End quote. Which we kind of find out Bianca kind of is. Right. I mean, that's probably her crowd. Right. Which which creates this really cool like juxtaposition between sisters. Yeah. When you get to watch, oh, same, same home. Yeah. Different tracks. And this was, I mean? and I didn't do the research on this, sorry, but was this one of Julia Stiles' first big, bigger movies? Or, I, th- or I, think I think it was pretty it early. She actually auditioned for Bianca. Okay, awesome. And they gave her the part of Cat. Yeah, and I was seeing too because you know IMDb will always have like the awards and nominations, and I think any award that it got, which was like two, you don't yeah. expect this to be no, a, no, 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 no. a big thing, was like best up up and coming actress. Yeah, it sure. was like an MTV award, and then something else. And it was for yeah. Julia Stiles. Well, and and speaking of Julia Stiles, and and um, just kind of one thing I want to point out is like this cast is full of a lot of future huge stars. It yeah. felt like it felt like uh geeks and freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Freaks and geeks. Freaks and geeks. Yeah, it totally did. It was very like people would pop up and I'd go, "Oh, yep. Yeah. Absolutely." Yep. And like I think that's part of what makes this movie so successful, I like so as too. a movie, 
is everybody's got talent. Everybody, mm-hmm. the cast is incredible. Everybody's so good. Did you read that tiny interview with Bernard? Yes, where I did. He was like, where he was like, the reason the movie ended up being so good is because we all ended up being fast friends immediately. Yeah. Everybody just had great chemistry. And you can feel that too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like staying with the, the summer of love theme, I look at Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. And a lot of them did have, they, they were more established at the point of their movie than these were. But what oh, this absolutely. adds with it being like their first big thing and it's all happening simultaneously was still just the raw, like high school, like, yeah, yeah like just brand new at this. Well, and they, they kind of nailed it. Cause, cause even Joseph Gordon Levitt, who is like one of the most charming individuals on the planet yeah. felt very awkward and clumsy. And yes. probably cause they yeah, got yeah. him at that time. Yes. At that time in his life where no matter who, how cool you are, you're still a little awkward and clumsy. And yep. I think that plays into the whole tone. Like you were talking about, this is a satire. I think that's, so that's been like kind of an enduring discussion about Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Because the themes are pretty, you know, there's two ways to read it. Like it's either a great satire and send up of these stories where the men control the women's lives. Yeah. Or it's like reinforcing some really problematic stereotypes. Right. So I think that in the creation of this movie, they chose deliberately to read it as that satire. And right. that probably uh, spoke a little bit into the decisions regarding the tone of the Sure. Movie. Which yeah. I think is actually why you have, you know, we can, we can kind of talk about it a little bit when we get more towards the middle of the movie, but yeah. there were, there were some scenes that as they were starting, I started to get a little concerned. I started to be that, Oh, this movie's 20 years old. Like, I really hope they don't go where I think they're going to go. And they didn't. Yeah. They actually avoided some very problematic moments. um, They really did. That would have made me very uncomfortable. Uh, I can tell you, though, real quick, something that made me very uncomfortable, and that was obviously its purpose, Principal Perky. Oh, yeah. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. (laughs) Out of nowhere. Principal Perky was like, Don't get me wrong. I laughed a good bit, right? But still, very like, yikes! Yeah, that Uh-oh. was one of my that was one of my first dumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because, and it's not to say that Shakespeare himself is not PG thirteen, sure, or even sometimes are. If we're going to yeah. talk about violence, but sure, Taming yeah. of the Shrew never gets there. I wish it, they had toned it down a little bit. Yeah, so that so that a younger audience could appreciate this movie. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think for me. Like, I'll want my kids to see 10 Things I Hate About You. Sure. They're going to have to wait till they're like 14 or 15. Yeah. Because it's it does get there. And I remember the first time I ever watched 10 Things I Hate About You, like on cable, the editing was really (laughs) easy just to edit a lot of those things out. And Mm -hmm. it it definitely went down a notch. Yeah. PG. Like when you start taking out some of the the language and things that they use. And I think one of the PG-13 things was all the sexual innuendo yeah. and there's a lot of it. Yeah. But again, too, it's the, it's the problem we have with, you know, we talked about in the notebook, Noah and Allie are crazy and and there's always this kind of, well, you know, just credit to high school students and things like that. And so, yeah. I mean, this was less foul than my mouth sure. in high school. <laughs> sure. But I don't know. Maybe I was being picky. Well, my problem with the principal is just that like, is she the principal? Or is she the principal or guidance? She, she felt like a guidance counselor, counselor yeah. because I my think problem it's with her is like, I, that's a funny thing, but then once you start to step back and consider, like, she's around a lot of children, children it's not okay. all yeah, day it's long. It's really not. Yeah, like, it that's just out. really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's good for a punchline, but yeah, when yeah. you start to analyze, that's one of those that falls apart. Which I wonder if if we're not supposed to analyze because there's that satire, and you're like, okay, sure. those like those white Rasta guys, like, yeah, that can be problematic, kind of but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and one thing about Allison Janney is uh, her character, but. Uh, Perky versus Perky. Perky. So of course. The, the big thing, the big thing with her is like, there's a lot of setup for her to be this big character. She doesn't really come back again after the she second time we're in her no. office. 
No, she's, I don't think gone. she's in the second half of the movie. Not no. until the outtakes at the end. Right. But, which were gold, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way. Absolute gold. But I want to talk about kind of our intro to to some of our main characters real quick before no, we yeah. jump ahead. Let's do it. The beginning's a lot of setup. So we've got, you know, Cameron kind of comes in. He's new to the school. He's getting shown around. Uh, by one, Bernard. I think that yeah. I think that David Krumholtz is his name, yeah, right? David I Krumholtz. think his role in every movie is just to introduce a new person to an environment that they haven't yeah, been Guardian before and Angels explain it to them. Situation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just destined to play that Ben Kenobi role. Yeah. Like, and this is this thing. And he this is up, this thing. He comes up to Cameron and essentially does say... You put on the suit, you're the new guy. Yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. it's basically that, but he shows him around and, and goes through, you know, the different clicks and all that stuff. And uh, he's got some gold later that we'll get to. Yeah. You know something crazy, though, is the Santa Claus was uh, like 92 or 93. He looks older in the Santa Claus. He looks Claus. older in the Santa Claus than he does here. Dude was like 13 or 14 I don't in the understand Santa Claus. That. He's been old his whole life. I he's know. got like this, I guess this. I don't know. It wouldn't be like an Andy Milanakis thing because he's yeah. the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, he looks like he's 18 still. Yeah. Or and even the, that. The thing with David Krumholtz is I think from a young age, he's just been an adult because if you go yeah. back and watch Santa Claus as Bernard, he's very in control of his actions in a way that a lot of 13 year old in the clumsy way that they are not. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's very mature so in his movement. We're talking about him. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. Okay. That David Krumholtz is my super pump. I loved him so much in this movie. Like he was easily the highlight of this movie yeah. for me. He Laugh out great. loud, funny, every single scene. And he, like, I thought I was going to dump initially on how quickly him and Cameron became friends. But then you realize, wait, that's the pace yeah. of Shakespeare of yeah. this movie. Like, just yeah. get over well, that. Well, and like, I think they set it up really nicely to be like, Cameron's new and has no friends. Michael just lost his whole friend group and he's looking for right, anything. Right, with his to reference to like, yeah. I used to be their god or their <laughs> yeah. king or whatever yeah. he says. He's, he's great. It's actually interesting. I hate when this happens, but David Krumholtz is my super pump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he every best part of this movie includes him, in my opinion. Okay. All of the all of my favorite moments include him in some way. Everything with uh, wooing the Shakespeare obsessed girl <laughs> and uh, planning the party, and anytime he interacts with uh, Patrick and his kind of group of ruffians, or yeah. when he goes and talks to Joe, and I mean, like his humor is. The, the movie itself is very funny, but his humor in the movie is miles ahead of the rest of the movie, in my yeah. opinion. Mm, yeah. And and I think that he really elevates this. Yep. He is fantastic. He He's does. And, and it's, yeah, it's, and, and y'all say easily, and we'll get to my super pump later, but yeah. there were just so many. I, I can. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to completely disagree because yeah. sure. there really were. I mean, there's a lot of strong elements in this movie. And some of the strongest ones were the extras. I mean, the, the yes. supporting cast. Yes. Yeah. So. Like, for instance, that kind of brings us to meeting Bianca and their father, who is another one of my oh favorite my characters. Their goodness. dad was almost my super Same. pump as well. I, love him I so loved much. him. There's a lot of movies in the history of my life of watching movies that I've wanted to just put myself in this place and live there. Yeah. yeah. Outside of the amazing people, this is a gorgeous I it is. It's like yeah. West Coast, like Seattle. Shot in Tacoma, Washington. Their home, yeah. like every time she's on the porch yeah. and they're just looking around in that school that's up on this hill. It's a real school. So that's I a real live school. There. I actually yeah. lived in Tacoma for a summer. That is a real school. Looks like Hogwarts in real life. It was built as like a, a railroad uh, hotel then suffered fire damage. It was turned into Stadium High School in Tacoma. It's so yeah, and every thing. There was no sets for this movie, right? Everything yeah. was on like location. Yeah. So 
real places. The troll under the bridge. We'll get to that scene later. Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Really but, cool. Um, I think we should uh, kind of the first part of this movie really is all intro. It's just like cast. let's meet our characters. Yeah, which and is they give us they give us a blatant like, and it is in the synopsis if you're reading about the movie that this is based on Shakespeare. But I burn, I pine, or yeah, I yeah. burn, I pine. I perish. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. Was he says it? So yeah. the, that is love line for line. All there's a lot the movie, of that. There's like little things where they pepper in like different phrases yeah. from like lifted right from Taming of the True, and I Which love is that. Awesome. It's so good, y'all. But um, I'm trying to. Uh, other than Patrick and Joe, cool guy. I mean, we meet all of these characters right up front before we're introduced to what our real problem. So let's talk the plan. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to spend our discussion. It's kind of the crux of this movie. Of this, movie. Like, yeah. this movie is the plan. Essentially, Bianca's plan exported out and like iterated out to but different even people. kind of mostly cameron's plan yeah yeah i mean it i mean it was dad's idea though right? it's true yeah. i mean this it's shakespeare it it's is like shakespeare. everything like we get that because of everything so many that scene parts. of seeing his face and they can't see his reaction when he has the aha moment that's uh-huh. like no yeah. that's, okay no you can date when, when she, she dates yeah yep which is <laughs> so great also I just want to go ahead and point out their dad, that actor. I can only see the hairdresser from Princess Diaries. Oh, that's the God. only thing I can ever see. Anytime I see him, I just, I just immediately hear "Make all the boy moose go wild." It's the only thing I can think of, and I love him for it. So there's that. Do with that what you will. He was perfect for this role. Absolutely. He really was. So their plan, it's kind of convoluted. So, so help me out here. Yeah, Bianca. Yes. In order to date Joe, must get Kat to date someone. Someone. So that she can be allowed to date. But who is crazy enough there to, we date go. Kat. to date Kat? Cameron, wanting to date Bianca, must get Bianca to be able to date. So therefore, Cameron says, I help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael, wanting revenge on his old friends, needs a party to happen and needs an excuse to organize. Yes. Therefore, he jumps in. Yes. Joe wants Bianca. He jumps in. So really, Kat is the only person left in the dark here. Yep. Because as yep. soon as Patrick is confronted with dollar bills, he's in. Yeah. Which is interesting that since Kat is the only one left in the dark, it's interesting the role that she plays in the structure of this story. Yeah. Like, because every story, even things like Lord of the Rings, things with a big ensemble cast, has one central protagonist. Who do you guys think is the protagonist? My money is on Kat. I feel like Kat is the protagonist because she's the person who grows and changes. Yeah, I think think? so. And I think if you only had an argument for someone else, I'm going to agree with you 100%. Maybe it's Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cameron, I I hear that. Because it's tough because they have done such a good job with this movie that there are, there is more than one relationship I'm rooting for. Yeah. Almost simultaneous. Like I, I love Bianca and Cameron just as much as I love Patrick and Kat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I want to talk about that for a second because I didn't love Bianca and Cameron up until he did, actually. Okay. And I think this movie did a really good job with that because when he got angry, um, I mean, granted, he was kind of trying to get with her and I was worried it was going to take a little bit of like, I was afraid it was going to go overly friend zone and be like, yeah. I deserve you because I was nice to you, which yeah. skews me out. Right. But <laughs> it ended up, I think, being really well done where he goes, you know what? I'm realizing now that you just wanted him the whole time. And I was fooling myself. Yeah. And he bails. Yeah. I but love he that still it's... goes, I'll give you a ride home. And then on the ride home, she goes, Oh, you know what? It was you the whole time though. 
Yeah, yeah, it totally was. I love that the the realization is on her. Like he doesn't convince her. She just looks at his action and goes, "He's been working his butt off, yeah, to get to take me on one date. Yeah, he's a good dude. Like, he cares. He's a great yeah. dude. He really cares. About which me. Exactly. again, if it was handled poorly, could have leaned way too hard into friend zone territory. Yeah, which, again, into like I've been nice, so I deserve this. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. But I think they did a great job of just both of them coming to their own realizations mm-hmm. separately. Yep, which yep. is cool. Yeah. And and for all the characters too, the the tone of this movie just never made me feel too uncomfortable. Like no, there's something yeah. about all the characters, even our antagonist, yeah. which is Joey. Sure, like he's such a over the top, yes, yeah. like awful person. He's a caricature essentially, exactly. Yeah. And so the thing is too, I didn't just loathe him, like because he even still made me laugh. Oh, yep. of course, he's yeah. he's a Gaston. Yeah, he's yes, like a. Totally. That's it. Like an early guest on like trying to, he didn't try and kill Patrick. Sure. With a shotgun at the castle. Yeah. Come on. Come on, dude. And then he himself doesn't die. Sure. But it's thankfully. Yeah. So I, I never hated anybody. Yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes there's, there's certain tones at the beginning of a movie where I need to, I need to place that energy of like, I need to hate somebody for, for this to feel good in the end when everything comes to fruition. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't have to have that in this one and it worked. Yeah. Some of my some of my favorite scenes involve the plan, yeah, um, and scheming in this movie. It was so much fun. Yeah, anytime that we have Michael, Patrick, and Cameron sitting and planning, especially once you watch Patrick turn the corner and start to be on board with the plan. Yes, yeah, and he starts to kind of be like, "What am I going to do? Yeah, how do I get this done?" Instead of just like rolling his eyes and being like, "Okay, whatever," he starts to kind of be like, well, "What do I do?" Yeah, and Should can I like can I just say real quick for his first American movie? Yeah, Heath Ledger has he owns the set when he walks. Oh in. my he, gosh, he really I, does. I, he it doesn't look like he was ever a rookie. No, yeah, in American cinema. No, and he is so unbelievably charming yeah. in this movie. That big toothy smile that yes. he has. Oh, it works, dude. He, it I really mean, does. And you you believe him, and and from. Again, I had never seen this. From the beginning, I was like, I can't wait till we find out that he's not as scary as everybody says he is. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be great. And, oh my gosh. The the script is so wonderful. Yes. Pump on the script. Like the things, like the rumors that spread about him. Part of me is like, were there all these scenes that like they just went after it and was like, I heard he ate a duck. Everything yep. but the beak and the and the feet. You yep. know, just like all these different things that he had jail, done. Yes. Uh, While we're talking about the script, I want to pump on, and I know we both have a pump on this line. Like one of the funniest lines in this whole movie is Joey showing the headshots to Bianca. <laughs> he's like, which one do you like better? Like the black shirt or the white shirt? And she's like, oh my gosh. I think I, I'll go for the black shirt. It's my favorite line. And he was like, yeah, I like it. I think it looks more, and she goes, pensive. pensive. And he goes, dang. I was going for thoughtful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's the cleverest line in the and whole that, movie. That, yeah, that just goes right along with how I can't really hate Joey because yeah. he's got funny lines. And that part, uh, when they're at the party and he's like being such a tool and he's so like aggressive and then the fight breaks out and he literally goes cross-eyed and yells, <laughs> fight! Oh, <laughs> yes. I loved it so much. Hey, actually, this kind of is a nice segue into act two, our middle yeah. structure. Let's go ahead and talk about this party because I want to talk about Bogey Lowenstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. That must oh. be Nigel with the Brie. Dude, <laughs> I lost my mind. Where did Bogey Lowenstein come from? Can I be in the room where That's they made that character's the name? best name ever. It oh. is. And I want to point out when he says that must be Nigel with the Brie, you yep. saw it first. 
the first person to sprint into the party is Nigel. Yep. Holding Bree. A tray of Bree. <laughs> it, it is the greatest thing. So, and there's, in that moment though, like if you're a, in, with a group of friends and you're the cheese expert, do you look kind of haughty to say it is Brie. You know, like, so. I thought that in the moment I was like, and that's only because of my wife that I would even know what different cheeses might look like. Sure, well, cheese is my favorite food. And I, and one of my favorite things about like movies that I love is that they give you the little bit of something that just a small percentage of you are yep. going to know what this means. Yes. Like they are awarding the audience for doing their research or just how they've lived their life. Yes. And yeah. little things like that, like that's Brie cheese, <laughs> yes. you know? Well, Instead I mean, of it being on the goof page, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then you're even more haughty, be like, "No, that was American." Yeah. <laughs> well, and then he he he, he a bunch has of craft singles. <laughs> when, when the fight starts, he goes, he goes, "Take it outside!" And then they just dive through this window. He goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And actually, this this party is where my turning point for the movie was. Okay. Um, that that I want to talk about because I think it's a huge plot point as well. Okay. And it's, um. It's Cat and Patrick. Well, yeah. and it's also it's also Bianca team, and Joey. Team Patrick. Oh yes, thank you. I yeah, like that. Patrick. Patrick. I can get on board with that. And so we got Patrick. We got Bioey. Yeah. And Biamron. Biamron. Okay. So we have we have the blossoming of two relationships in this party scene. I think um, we have Bianca and Cameron. When they, when they leave and he gives her a ride home because, because Joey was way too aggressive on playing Wii sports. Yeah. It was <laughs> not good. And yeah. she was like, I'm out. Yeah. No, which I appreciated. Yep. And they, and he gives her, uh, Cameron gives her a ride home because she needed a ride home. He's a good dude. Yes. But I want to talk about Patrick and cat mm-hmm. because this is where I got nervous and then said, thank goodness this movie handled this responsibly. Yes. Cat is drunk. She's vulnerable. And she is clearly into Patrick by this point. Yes. You know, she throws up on his yeah. shoes. It's a funny scene out on the swing. She keeps falling over. He keeps catching Does her. Does that mean that somebody's into you? It's like very, if they puke yeah, on your shoes. Yeah, if they throw up on your shoes, they're very into you. Jess has never thrown up on my shoes. I got that. Oh, so is my dude. I've got to call her. This is bad. But I, I found it so endearing. Every time she started to fall, and he goes, whoop, and just gets in. It was so fun. But I want to pump, actually, sorry, I'm going to hijack no, you. Go I want to pump on the editing overall of this movie, but in particular that scene. Like that was a really like late 70s, early 80s style of editing. If that was produced today, we would have a ton of cuts between their faces and we wouldn't give that scene the space to breathe. Yeah, That's something that I love about older movies and I love that this movie did that is we give our actors time and space to act on the screen. Mm -hmm. That whole porch conversation is like, one about 48 second take yeah. Yeah. with them interacting. And we don't cut again until we cut to a close up of Heath Ledger's face. Yeah. But we get one beautiful, like long cut there that I yeah. just really love. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of hijacking, that's not what I intend to do. I just think that this is a very important topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is the the car ride when she tries to kiss him. And can I say something too? Yeah. Well, with a lot of hijacking. It's like no, it's Air great. Force One up in here. Hey, let's steal. Air Force steal. One is my favorite romantic comedy. Anyway. <laughs> So Tune in Gary week. Oldman's character. Uh, <laughs> no. So um, something that I've noticed and it's maybe it's just because it happened to be because of these three movies that we've done yeah. so far. Does there seem to be some pretty momentous scenes in cars in, yeah. in romance or yeah. rom-com? Yeah. Because in crazy stupid love, the very beginning mm. we have, we have Carell jumping out of the car. Yep. In the notebook, we have they they have a fight scene in the car. I yeah. I just gag spinning any time on it. And yeah. then here we have uh, you know, Cameron and Bianca 
in the car. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Let's car, let's keep our minds open to that. To well, me, like two when car you're, scenes at the same time. Right. You know yeah. Bianca and Pat and yes. Pat. When you're to me, I feel like when you're writing a movie, the car is the perfect pressure cooker. You yep. know what I mean? Because they can't get out. Can't get they're, out. Yep. they're trapped there and they have to confront their emotions. It's a great place for the conflict to peak boil and boil yep. over. And if you yeah. jump out, it's its own conflict. Sure. Yeah. And it well, turns into a great movie. And, and yes. let me let me actually bring this up real quick. One of my favorite like recurring movie tropes occurs here, actually, which is Heath Ledger being hot. A ra- well, that too, but arriving at your destination and cutting the engine. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? I've never right. done that in my life. <laughs> that's so true. I've never cut the engine to sit and have a conversation in a car. Well, I think that's because we live in DFW where it's always at least 80 degrees. That's, that's like, probably true. Up in Tacoma, it's it's like 60. But probably really nice. It happens in movies like, all the time where you pleasant. pull up and, and, and then they use that that forced silence of, of the engine dying to build into a conversation. Well, yeah. and do you think too that that might be the driver's first play though is to say, I'm not ready to leave. Can we stick around? Totally could be. Like, yeah. and even come inside. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. But in, in this car, we have Kat trying to kiss Patrick, and, mm-hmm. and he basically says, I don't think that's a good idea yeah. right now. Our confirmation I that he's that. that he is not as bad. Yes. Yes. That's that that is it. That's when it happens for sure. Yes. And and it it that was the the biggest moment of fear for me in this movie was, oh man, are they about to do something that was probably fine in the nineties, but is very uncomfortable now? Like yeah. Are they going to, but they didn't. And I think they handled it really well. And I actually love that they addressed the fact that she was offended and it wasn't immediately her going, thank you for looking. I mean, she was drunk. She said, are you rejecting me essentially? And right, it took, yeah. it took him having to be like, no, that was not the right time for, and I, I really appreciated that like honesty of that scene in that yes, moment. Yeah. I really liked that. Who had better banter, uh, Patrick and Kat or Cameron and Michael, Michael, <laughs> Gosh, Michael is the king of banter in this movie. Yes, he is. But, but you got to put Cat up there. I know. Yeah. Because she is just so, and I don't want to call it sassy because I think that's demeaning. She's the yeah. Roastmaster General. Roastmaster General. Snappy. The dialogue is very snappy. Snappy it is. is it's better. very yeah. witty. She's shrewd. Yeah. Even. Shrew- <gasps> the Guys. taming of the shrewd. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, yeah, the kiss. So one kiss happens, sure. one doesn't. Sure. Um, and then from there, yeah, well, I mean, from there, I do have a little dump on how quick, uh, how quick Cameron's turn was. He was very angry and then Bianca kissed him and then he was like, no, I'm into it now. You know what I mean? Like that felt a little reductive. So my actual super dump occurs in this next sequence. Okay. And it's kind of related. Tell us. Both relationships turn sharp corners and then correct right back onto course immediately in this point. Okay. And there's yeah. about, there's about an eight minute span of the movie where Cameron and Cameron goes, you know what? I'm done. Not even in an angry way, but just in a, I realize that you're not into me and then goes, ah, maybe I'm okay. In the same way that cat goes, you rejected me. I'm over you. And then all it takes is him singing on the steps of the soccer field. And she goes, ah, you know, I'll take you back. Right. And, it kind of feels like a weak super dump, but I think it's because this is such a strong movie yeah. right? that for me, that was the weakest plot point is, but then we do get it again. So do you think we shouldn't have had it the first time? I think that if we were going to have it the first time, it should have been less dramatic okay. and let the big dramatic one be at the end. The, the, the plan of the, the reveal for yes. the plan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause, cause obviously it was building to real love and then, Oh, but it was for money. Oh no. Yeah. What, you know, that was always yeah. what it was building to. And so I think maybe, a series of smaller 
spats could have gone over a little better to build towards that yeah. where they're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Actually. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's a weak, I do think it's a weak element to kind of hit that early and then come back to it later. Yeah. Um, and I can see what they were trying to do. Like in terms of anchor scenes, you have to have a dark moment where it sure. seems like all is lost in, in kind of the middle of your second act. Sure. Right before you go into the third act, but it just, it's not executed well. And I don't think that's the right kind of dark moment for this movie. Yeah. You know, I think, well, I think it would have been better for the conflict to be externalized at that point And her dad to say, you know what? I said that you could date, but I don't like this I'm not guy. Comfortable with yeah, it, yeah. You can't do this. Yeah. Well, and, and it actually kind of works for me for Cameron and Bianca. Cause that's the last time. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pretty much on the right track from that yeah. point on. And so I think it felt a little lazy to do it twice, but I haven't read all of Taming of the Shrew, so that might happen. I mean, that might be pulled directly from. I'm just, I'm not sure. Yeah, it could have been. And let's be sure and not to, and I don't think we were heading that direction, but we can't just brush over what is the iconic scene of the movie in terms of him singing, you know, you're just too yeah. good to oh, be no, true let's on not the bleachers. Oh, no, that at all. This, this is the, you know, holding the, uh, the boombox boom box yeah. up in the air. Yeah, yep. This is the, you know, kissing Fist in the rain, in the yeah. middle of the, yeah, all that kind of it. stuff. And it was, it was so good. It and, was. And they made it. And, and again, I'm, I wasn't going for realism, right? Yeah. You, you already kind of see with the tone of this movie, like you're not expecting to be like, well, that doesn't make sense, but they kind of made it make sense. They yeah. said, Kat made a fool of herself. That's what the problem is. She's embarrassed. Yeah. A lot of this is fueled by, she can't believe she did that and fell into that and knocked yeah. herself out on a chandelier, which what is that made of? <laughs> Steel. Gotta be. It's a titanium chandelier. It's a good band one. name. It's titanium chandelier. Yeah. I dig I get it. into that actually. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, you, you kind of need to do the same, like go out yeah. of your way, but in a very different way to show that you care. It's like, Hey, I don't sure. mind looking like a fool. I'll take all this pressure off of you. Yeah. We have a really quick and they give us enough of a setup. I think, right. It didn't feel like it came completely no. out of nowhere. Mm. They give us enough of a setup of him paying you know, the guy who's in the marching band. Yeah. That guy was the real captain of the Lincoln High School marching band. Oh, wait, really? My yeah. gosh. So Stadium High School, where this was shot at the time, didn't have a marching band. That guy that he paid with a nasty little mustache. Yeah. Uh, which, sorry if you're listening, I guess. Uh, the guy with the <laughs> nasty little mustache. Hi. That's my, that's him. That's my Hi, mom, man. He, hey, uh, he was the mustache. real marching band captain at Lincoln High, another high school in the city. Interesting. And so that's their actual real marching band. He was band the lead singer of Lincoln Park. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the editing of this scene is, is an, it's another great example because we have just his like hands going to the knobs to kind of turn stuff up. And even the way he acted, like when we only have Heath Ledger's hands in the scene of this, like hesitant, like, I don't exactly know what, what I'm, I'm doing, do. but yeah. it was just so organic. <laughs> it and was so in his silly long steps. I yes. love the long steps. I don't know what it was. I don't know what you'd call it, but I was very into it. I was too. And then, and then they're still kind of cheering as like the security and they're like, ah, ha, ha. like security's getting yep. him. And then I, in my mind, I always have this like dark comedic, like what if it continued to escalate? Like, are they like, they're concerned now? Cause they've, they've tased him. Like why, like <laughs> what is happening? Down. Like, it just keeps going. like, why are you hitting him? Like this was the most, con- yeah, exactly. It just keeps, it keeps growing bigger. Just JK. It's not taming of the shrew. This is Macbeth. Everyone but one is going to die right now. So great. So this actually leads us to what I would call a highly problematic scene in the detention hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. we say yikes? Yeah, yep. for sure. And that was my super dump. Oh. Yeah. That was my super dump because you. I've already said with Principal Perky that it was like, 
I, I wish there wasn't so much of it. And again, it's not, it's not American pie, right? It's sure, not with yeah. the R rating or something sure. like that, but I don't know. It made me, it did make me feel uncomfortable and Very I, and I don't know, yeah. and we don't have to go off on this rabbit trail. I don't know if it's because of, of, the world we are in right now to where that is so very much a like degrading thing for a a woman to think she has to do or anything like that. And I I feel like just creepy. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm getting too serious about it, but what a fun, a funny thing that happened from this scene though, is I have, so I'm a huge sports fan. Okay. And so when she starts talking about soccer, it reminded me of when my friends who don't know anything about sports are having a fun time and trying to explain the game plan when she was like, We'll create a distraction and we'll, we'll run this way and then they're going to look that way and then we'll run this way. I was like, this is literally, <laughs> I have sat down with people before and when they're trying to like, I guess my example of this is when y'all talk like equipment, like music equipment <laughs> sure. and I'm just trying to make up something I'm like, oh dude, yeah, I can't believe he used a tramp stop on the, on the two niner on that one. That's a, that's a big deal. You, you can turn that up a little bit, I guess. I think it's like all three of us trying to talk about cars. Yeah. Hey, have you guys seen the new, the new Honda road b- beast? Honestly, you could get way better torque if you just up some P49 rounders on that bad boy. Oh, like, NOS, dude, NOS it up twice, dude. If and you can, honestly, you even have three. to. It's going the same way uphill as it is downhill, and I think we all know that. Oh, I knew it from the start. Knew it the moment he put the thing in there, and then the ignition and happened. When you put the pedal to the metal and you turn up that radio, ooh, ooh. Ooh, that's, that's, where gonna your, that's where your speed comes out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> detention though made me uncomfortable. Yes, don't I, love um, it. Could he go to prison? Yeah, I kind of think so. Or would I she, think he could? Yeah, like like. Well, uh, cover your all, cover your eyes. First You're of all, innocent. he's yeah. he stole illegal drugs from a student with clear intent to use, which <laughs> I thought evidence was pretty funny. <laughs> <when he laughs> <took the> Cheetos. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Yes, I did laugh at that. Yes. Didn't love most of the rest of it, actually. Yeah. That kind of humor to me is a perfect example of what I was not expecting from this movie. I'm talking about the Cheetos, not the flashing. Sure. Very Ferris Bueller-ian. Yeah. And I got, Ooh, yeah. got super, super Bueller vibes from yeah. that. Yeah, that definitely. Type of stuff. And, then it, and then it cuts to them in the, the pedal boat. Pat, what's it, what paddle it boat. Paddle boat. Paddle boat. Yep. Has pedals. Loved it. Yeah. I did too. And then does it go into the paint scene right after yeah, that? Yeah, they, they, they paddle they, to they the paint scene. The, I remember the first time I watched this, um, I was like, I'm not going to believe this is fun if they're playing paintball. Yes. Because yeah. of how painful that is. Yes. But paintball, they had like little paintball. fun paint grenades. Can I just say, I want to do this. Yeah, that looks so I fun. I do too. It's like water balloons. But did anybody paint. see if that was one shot? Like they only did one take on that? Because it felt like it. Oh, it I just, don't know. It I felt like it was that. just the two of them. Because how fun is that? Especially yeah. with their age. Yeah. And they're new at this. Yes. They don't really know how successful this movie is going to be. Like, this is acting? Directors Heck are yeah. like, you know what, guys? Take this stuff. Uh, we're going to go out to this course. Y'all just play and, and the cameras will be around. Just don't hit a camera. Yeah. Have fun. And I, I completely felt like that's what happened. Yeah. And, and I think that really lent itself to their chemistry feeling very I was just natural. about to say that's a testament to their chemistry. Yeah. I think it, I think it really, at that point for me, that's when I started to kind of go, Aww. Like, yeah, <laughs> I started to be like, I buy this. Yeah. At what point do you feel like Patrick was actually falling for her? Do you think it happened before? I think it happened at the bar. I think. Okay. I think it started with the rejections because I think he was not expecting it. And I think that was kind of like obvious in his acting of like, whoa. Okay. I Which reminded me of the very beginning of when Emma Stone meets a- Ryan Gosling. She's yeah. just rejecting him, rejecting him, rejecting absolutely. him. Absolutely. But I think for me, what, what signified uh, like the real growth was I think when he accidentally made himself look like an idiot 
at the bar. I think you're right. When yeah. he yelled, you know, there's a beautiful person in here. Right yeah. when the music died. <laughs> and he stuck around rather than yeah. going, yeah, he all right, I'm out. Gone. This is weird. Yep. I think that for me when I was like, okay, it's not just the money here. <laughs> I right. loved that scene. Oh, it was so brilliant. It was great. So we're kind of, we're kind of at prom now, right? We're getting close to prom. Yeah. I mean, I think everything else, you just chalk it up to falling in love and then yeah. we hit prom. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about prom. <laughs> I was hoping you would start us with okay, this. Okay, I'll start about us prom. with I'll start us talking about prom. It'll be so great. So we have prom prom day, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not quite prom night, but Bianca wants to go and Kat and Patrick are upset at each other because what was it that happened out on the porch? Um, she's mad at him because of something that happened on the porch when he dropped her off after paintball. Um, oh yeah. Because he it was essentially he it was essentially the same the same conversation that they have later where she's like, what's in it for you? And he's like, literally just the pleasure. Oh, that's of right. That's where we you. get the, what's yeah. in why it for you. Why are you pushing so hard to take me to prom? She gets to use that out with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think she, that's when she gets might upset be sensing that he's semi lying through his teeth on that one. Yeah. Because so. he pulls out a cigarette and yep. he told her earlier that he quit. Yep. And then okay. they have, they have, which I actually interpreted that as he did. He pulled that cigarette out because he was mad at her. Like I interpreted that as fine. If you're going to be annoying, I'll be annoying. That's kind of how I yeah. read that scene. Yeah. But, uh, um, which that never works. By yeah, the way. that's true. No. <laughs> but never works. They, can I sleep? Can I sleep on your couch tonight? Is that yeah, you? totally. <laughs> okay. okay. And Did you pull on. out a cigarette and in anger. Night. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> um, I'm going to angry smoke at you, <laughs> but there's this kind of cool moment between Bianca and Kat in the house right after this, where yes. Bianca is angry because Kat says she's not going to prom. Bianca wants to go to prom and they have this moment, not only of I've been where you are, I've made the mistakes that you're heading towards. I don't want to see you do that. And also like, can you just support me? Like, can we just yeah. be sisters for a second? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, this was, this was the one that was, did you say this was on the porch or was this in, this the, bedroom? in the bedroom? Yeah. This is them in their bedroom, in yeah. Bianca's bedroom. With and, and then we've got the big reveal of maybe part of what made Kat who she is today. Yeah. Which is Joe is, was Joe. Yeah, playing Wii Sports a long time ago. <laughs> Wii Sports. So, <laughs> and uh, from from that we get kind of a cool moment where Cat walks down the stairs in the dress and says, "Bye, going to prom." And Dad goes, "Nice, good joke." Yeah, <laughs> he's so sure. Yeah, he's, the couch, he goes, "Wait, that's not good." He's a cartoon in the best way. Seriously, yes. yeah, seriously, yeah. so animated. Yes, and yeah. so uh, everybody in, ends up at prom. Yes, right, and then well, I think it's important. That Cameron, Cameron and Bianca comes to go pick to prom up together. Bianca, yeah. Yep. And then we kind of get our seeds for our, our final showdown when Joey comes to pick up Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the dad just closes the door in his face. <laughs> it's so great. So good. It's so great. The best rejection of the movie. Yes. Was that one right there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that just kind of sets him off. Yeah. Uh, and now he's, he's on the warpath. Yeah. He's, he's got a different purpose heading to prom. Yep. Um, our guy, gosh, why, why can I never think of Cameron's friend? Michael. Michael. Just call Bernard. him Bernard. Bernard's. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is, do you think it's Bernard's best scene at prom? It's one of them. When he shows up. I mean, he's got a lot of them, but. I'm actually, I'm actually, and I think the reason, okay. Bernard and Shakespeare girls whole deal is my super dump. Okay. Because it doesn't 
it's not part of this story. Yeah. As evidenced by the fact that we have like five minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to be done? And we haven't even talked about it. Do you think we could have, I, I think the movie would have been fine without him having to have a love interest. Yeah. Like at the end with the, with the other two that are going so well, do you feel like we would have been like, Oh man, I wish Bernard would have found somebody. I don't think so because that's not presented as his goal. And it, it almost feels reductive to be like, well, he's not a complete character unless he's got somebody to be at prom with. But yeah. also that's high school. Yeah. Way, like, like you're and I don't think cool we ever, I, I don't think he was ever asked to be a complete character character until yeah. they tried to make a relationship. See, exactly. To me, it was so minuscule and clearly played up as a joke that I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny how they were both kind of one dimensional side characters that yeah. ended up together. Yeah. And it, and it kind of seemed shallow in a funny way that yes. their connection was Shakespeare. Absolutely. Like, was that an homage to who basically wrote the script to this movie or was that yeah. just, then yeah. if, I think if that's gonna be their connection, then we need all throughout like that Bernard or something was, not like it's not like the MBAs that screwed him over, but he was president like of the Shakespeare or something like Shakespeare that. Club yeah. or like the the drama kids screwed him over yeah. or something like yeah. that. Like we need to sow that seed a little earlier if we want to pick that flower at prom. I agree. With yeah, that. I get it. So uh, I want to rush through prom because I, I want to talk about uh, ten things I hate about you. Yep. And so <laughs> let's let's get through prom. We've got we've got this glorious moment where Bianca punches Joe and then knees him and and it's so wonderful. In the beans. Yeah, in the bean bag and he drops so to good. the ground. Oh, it's so great. And uh, I do want to say that she goes, one of the punches, she says, that's for making my date bleed. Yeah. And he's, st- he's not bleeding. He's not because they kiss. Yeah. Because I was like, if he was. There's no blood. You, have to, you need and some so shots. I feel like she <laughs> needs that. to check herself. Yep. Before she shreks herself. Yeah. Exactly. And so. Thank um, <laughs> I'm just giving, we were going to let you go down sure, with that one. Yeah. But we do no get the, the fall apart of Cat and Patrick where the, she realizes. The big one. Yeah. yeah. Like, will this recover? Here's the money. Yeah. And I. For this. And it makes for a better script that he didn't tell her, but I wanted him to tell her so bad and just preface it in a place where she would be more comfortable because it was just such a climactic time to know it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was bound to get out, but that's the whole thing. And I feel like that's Shakespeare too, where you're just like watching like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because it's that kind of, and that happened after such a, an awesome, like Casanova moment of him to bring in her favorite band to walk up to her and sing her favorite song. Yeah. Which was, which Which, they don't show us a lot of connection, by the way, the, he says, he knows him. He says he knows people. I don't understand that. But it happened. So maybe for a while he doesn't play Patrick. He plays Heath Ledger. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I know these people cause we're filming this movie together. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably what it is. That could be it actually. So we get, we get the classroom. How have we not talked about this English teacher? Super pump. Whoa! Yeah. Super pump. And it makes me sad though, because I let's real quick question. Could this teacher survive in a modern day high school? No, no, you cannot speak your opinions like he did on the, he did on this. One of our introductions to him is he calls Joey Chachi Yep. <laughs> from there in love. Yep. Like yep. I, Oh my gosh. I'm attracted to who this man is Yes. Um, because I myself am a professor and I wish I could be this, but I can't, I can <laughs> right. be to an extent, but he was just the spirit animal of speaking your mind. Yes. yes. And he was, he was creative at it. Yes. And it's perfect because he feels like an English teacher. Yeah. He totally and so does. he definitely had a way with his words and his bashes and stuff. And he was just calling out who he wanted to call out. Yeah. And he, when she's at, when she's legitimately into the poem. Yes. And she says, no, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great idea. I can't wait to do this. And he's like, who are- what do you like? He's, I'm not about to be punked right now. Just leave my class. And <laughs> oh, it's so good. Gosh. And he was well, Mr. Roberts. Uh, Mr. Morgan. Mr. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. I, I seriously loved his character. 
And so he actually kind of intros the yes. romantic denouement, if yep. you will. One cut. Did you know that was the first time yeah, she did first, it? Yeah, first one. Which tears and everything. But And it was, tears it was great. Tears were planned, is what I read. And yeah. the tears were very real looking. Well, they were, sorry. They were real. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they looked Hence real. Hence the real looking. All the actors were very real they looking in real. this movie, they too. They looked like real people. Yeah. <laughs> the, but this was the best. Yeah. Best since Smeagol was the best CGI I've <laughs> seen. Andy Serkis played every role. He did. This was my favorite of the Shrek installments. <laughs> yes, I think so. But I have a problem with this scene. Why and I'm going to dump on it. Oh, no. No way can you count what she says as 10 reasons why she hates something or someone. She says hate more than 10 times. She names more than 10 things. There is no math that you can cut it and chop it apart with. And I'm saying this hoping that somebody proves me wrong because I want it to be perfect. But yeah. I've you, looked and read over the are you scene. Counting, so at the end, she says, like, I hate the way that I. No, I'm you're not counting, counting those. You're not counting those. I'm only counting specific. So I am counting doubles. If she says, I hate this and this, that's two things. Can we can we read through it together yeah, let's real do it. quick? If we want to pull that up. And I, yeah. That's tough for me. It's not, it's by no means going to ruin the movie no for way. me. It is dump worthy if sure. it's not because things like 12, like you still have a one syllable. Yeah. Like were they just attracted to the number 10, but I think we should, let's dissect this though. Let's, let's try and make it 10. Okay. So here we go. Let's count these. Let's, let's, let's read it. 10 things I hate about you. And let's also look for if it's repetitive, if she's saying the same thing. But two different ways. So, Anyways, go. Ooh, that's a good call. I'm going to count. I'm going to read it. Okay. Carter, I want you to count the number of times the word hate is said. Okay. Doge, I want you to count the specific things about him that she hates. Right Are now. we doing this out loud? Yeah, I'll read it out okay. loud. Okay. No, am I counting oh, out loud? No, no let's, just hold let's up. Count got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So here we go. I'll read it. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big, dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh, even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. So there's, so there is, she says hate 12 times, but two of them, you have to chalk up. She says, I hate it. And then she says, I hate something. So she's reiterating a hate that she has collective hate. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last hate is at herself. Yeah. Then that would leave us with 10 10 hates, 10 hates. I got 12 things, but there is a part where she says, I hate you. And it's not technically a thing about you. So Regardless, though, I'll give you the dump. Yeah. And I'll no. even join you with it because yeah, we sure. shouldn't have to do this. I agree. Do the math. I agree. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to love ask, the scene. Yeah. And I'm not going to ask them to change the script no, for this. Love the scene so much. But I do wish that it was like, maybe they are 12 things I hate There's, about yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, have, I appreciate this because it shows it shows the people, it shows our listeners that we take this seriously. And we, we know, two we know what order numbers go in. I know yeah, we're not going to we're not going to let things slide around here. Mm-mm. I know that I'm, doesn't happen. I'm very familiar with 1. Yep. 2 even? Yep. How about 3? Yep. Get out of here with your lies. I know 4. You know, that's okay. 5. I'm on I'm on that. Let's fuzzy. talk about that. uh so what happens after that? So after this scene in the classroom is when we get uh dad has signed the check to Sarah Lawrence. Loved yep. it. I love that scene where he says uh like the baseball analogy. Yeah. yeah. Gives, you know what I mean? Where he's like, you've had me on the bench for years. Are you, and would you say y'all aren't sports guys? 
Not particularly. Very much. That was a good enough analogy oh my for you gosh, to understand. Yeah, that worked perfectly. That's yeah. great. I think that's great writing. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to give them a quick credit for that and pump that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Easy. it's 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 Easy basic pump. enough that his daughter would know about it. Yeah. yeah. And she plays sports and it yeah. means. Yeah. Um, but I, I love when he says, you know, oh, don't say that. I, I already wrote the check. And, yeah. And, you know, it's just that that show of faith that he mm-hmm. gives her of like, I believe in you. I think that yep. you're worth it. Fun this. trivia actress who played Bianca actually went to Sarah Lawrence. Really? Other fun trivia. Do you remember the college that Allie left town to go to in the notebook? Twas Sarah Lawrence. Oh. Same universe. Oh confirmed. Allie's their mother. Their dad is Lon. Those are their children. That's why their mom's not here. Because Allie left to go be with Rygos. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's my confirmation. Birds. That, that That's true. So- uh, from that scene, if we you're get a shrew. I'm a shrew. <laughs> we get, I think a really, I think we get a really clean uh, ending to Cameron and Bianca's story, which yeah. is we're gonna go sailing. The thing he asked her to do at the that. beginning. Oh yes, my gosh. and then boom, they're gone. That's yes. the end of them for yep. the movie. And I, I, that's fine. I really that's love totally that's fine. Um, and I actually got really nervous at the very end uh, when it is revealed that he spent the three hundred dollars. Which, by the way, if you're buying a Fender Stratocaster for three hundred dollars, even it's in nineteen ninety nine, it's, it's a, a garbage one. guitar. And she says something about the way. Again, she this says is when it. I show I don't know things. <laughs> something about the way she says it makes me feel like the actress has no idea what that. She, 100%. A Fender Strat. Yeah, <laughs> like the way she says it, it's <laughs> like a real one. Yep, it would be like me saying a well, Dodge Charger car, <laughs> a Dodge Charger car with tires. What? For me, they're stripes. <laughs> I think. I think maybe it was used. Let's say that. Let's just yeah, let's have used. some faith and let's say it was used. He's doing what he can. It's the yeah. one that she played, and it was in a used guitar shop. <laughs> the sure. way she plays it is just like dun dun meow. dun. Meow. <laughs> I forgot the cats in that scene. <laughs> well, she, there's one. It's her. Okay. Nice. <sighs> well done. So I was a little worried that it was going to be like, oh, it's just buy her a gift and everything's good. And then she addresses it. Yeah. She yeah. goes, you know, you can't just buy me a guitar every time yep. I'm angry at you. And then he has I a charming voice. Goes, well, there's, you know, there's always drums and bass. There's and always drums and bass. Keyboard. And keyboard. And, and shrimp on the. Babby and Wallabies. Our big steakhouse. <laughs> Foster's. Australian for beer. Australian for tambourine. <laughs> okay. We're, are, are we just going to beat this dead horse or is it time to Let's rate this? Riggedy, 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 rate, rate it. Up. it. <laughs> rate, rate it up. So here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have come up with a perfect way to rate our movies. It's called the Scientific Cinema Scale, and this is it. First off, the best thing that we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie is just buy it. Go out, spend some bucks. The next best thing that we can say about a movie is rent it. Little bucks, little time. You know what I mean? The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is stream it. If it's already on a streaming service you own, get after it. Otherwise, maybe not. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie is forget it. You're better off if you just pretend this movie didn't exist. And lastly, the worst thing that we could ever say about a movie. God God has forsaken us. us. Go first. Me first? Yep, do it. Okay. Uh, after a long consideration and some deep, intense thought, I think this movie has to be a buy it for me. I think that it is so much fun. I think that it is charming. I think it's well written. And I think you brought it up and said it perfectly. The rewatchability on this movie is yep. 
outrageous. Big time. Yep. I wanted to start it over from the beginning yes. when I finished it. Yep. And I'm a buy it too, because I've got to say in different ways and also similar ways, I enjoyed this as much as Crazy Stupid Love okay. which in yeah. our mm-hmm. in our in our romance series. I also bought that. Mm. Um, but yes, this did such a good job of just being light. I think yeah. it was overall yeah. light. There were heavy moments, yeah. but they, they were somehow kept light without brushing them over. They're just sure. doing a lot of things I can't put my finger on in a good way. And yeah. that's why I buy this movie. Yeah. The, Easy buy it for me as well. Hey. So this movie feels Dang. feels timeless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and it feels like it's flown under my radar for far too long. Yeah, like people are everybody. like, we're enjoying this movie two decades after it came yes. out, I and know. I think two decades from now, it's still going to be. And I didn't have yeah. nostalgia goggles on. It wasn't no like way. I was like, oh, I didn't this movie either. Reminds me of a good time because I had never seen it before. And the only time I would ever get that was the soundtrack. But even then, those yeah. get used in other movies. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. This I think something about movie. it just feels instantly classic. Yeah. So it feels like a movie that I could easily put into rotation for like, I don't feel so good. I just want to watch a movie and lay on the couch. Like yes. an easy throw on t- 10 things I hate about you. Yep. You're done. So yeah, I, I mean, that's crazy. This is our first three-way agreement of oh, our, mm. our, our new series. Huh? We did it. So before we go, as always, I guess it's time to cover shout outs. We got any this week? We sure do. Okay. Uh, I want to give a chunky shout out nope. to Reed Towns. Reed emailed us. Appreciate you, Reed. Thanks, Also want to give a shout out to Hannah Trotter. She threatened us and said that we should not dump on the notebook. So how'd that work out for you? I guess you hate last week's episode. Bummer. On another note, I'm going to give a shout out to my dear friend, Caroline, who says, my friends, that we have lifted the veil off of her eyes about the notebook. She Whoa. loved it. Now she kind of hates it. Whoa. Hey, that's it. That's, that's someone purpose. who values us. We can quit the podcast now. That's all I <laughs> yep. cared about. Well, we did if, it. if you want to hear your name here next week. <laughs> so in other words, if you want to earn a shout out, the best way to do that is to comment on our Instagram. You can email us. You can DM us on Instagram. Just something to let the people know. That you're a hashtag official chunky. And you can post hashtag official chunky on any social media. Share. And earn that same shout out. Exactly. And if you want to help us out, the very best way that you can do that is by subscribing to our show on iTunes and leaving a review. Uh, The iTunes algorithm pushes shows to the top with lots of subscribers and lots of reviews. So even if you hate it, even if you leave a one-star review... That still would help us a ton. Please. Yeah, let's do it. Please. I know for sure at least half of our listeners owe me something. So just do that. <laughs> yeah. That's way easier than the meal I paid for or the tire I paid for. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm a philanthropist uh, and I need help. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. That'll be great. So as we continue in our summer of love for the final week next week, mm-hmm. uh, before we mention what movie we're gonna be talking about, let's do a quick 10 second breakdown of how Carter's doing on our dates. Carter, I think uh, I think your Carter, technique close is your great. Ears. Close uh, your okay. ears. We need to talk about this. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Between stuffs. Um, I, I don't. I, I, don't think, I don't know that it's working yeah, out, man. What are they? Like a, oh. He seems like a good. What are they saying? I'm not. Good, he's a good guy. I don't I know think if he's bad. Has he ever seen I can't, a movie? Has he ever talked? Before? Does he know what movies? The way are? that his voice. Anyway, Carter. Yeah, yeah no, so we're really super great. stoked about um, you. So we're super pumped about this. It's been great. So Carter, oh sorry, you can take your fingers out of. Oh yeah. Can you see me? Yes. Yeah. No, it's gonna be great. It'll be fun. So much good. We're gonna love it. Oh yay! So Carter will be here next week, continuing in our final week of yes. the two chunks summer of love the two chunks early summer the, early, two, chunks the two chunks may of love, solstice of love. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i still don't know when the solstice is but the movie that we're talking about for the final week is a classic, classic. known as pride, pride and, and prejudice, prejudice. Mm. so lock it in load it up get your cure nightly on i've never seen this movie the other you, two have do you want to tell us real quick what do you think this movie's about I think it is about two young dogs named one named Pride, one named Prejudice, hmm. and they are owned 
by the loneliest farmer in all the land. Yep. And they go off on an adventure where they meet a dog named Shadow. Okay. And so we've got Homeward Bound, we've got Babe, and we've got Lady and the Tramp. Keep going. Let me round it out. They meet a spider named Charlotte. Okay. And uh, I think it ends when they all fall into a giant pool of water at SeaWorld and uh, are firsthand witnesses to the torture of the killer so whales. So it's Blackfish. It and ends with yeah, Blackfish. Yeah, it's pretty much okay. Blackfish. Okay. And now that's the last time we ever ask you what you think of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I'm proving a point about that bit. <laughs> so anyway, we're so thankful that you've listened. As always, for Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan. I'm Doge. And I'm guest Hunk Carter. Get out of here. Bibbidi bibbidi bye bye. Bye. Bibbidi bobbidi booyah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.